Welcome to the Jeff and Dave podcast, where we talk creativity and everything creative, and that's writing, filmmaking, acting, production, photography, voiceover, painting, pottery, sculpting, etc., etc., etc. I am Dave Salvi. I'm Jeff Zimmerman. And for more on your host, visit jeffzimmermanvo.com and davidsalvi.com. We're on the line. You know, this is really interesting, and I noticed this the other day. You know, I have a broadcast We're hosted by SoundCloud. Go to SoundCloud.com. We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe, like, share today, now. And that's the start of our show. So if I didn't allow you to go through the propers as we, as we go, would you you'd be out of sync? I would feel that we would be doing a, uh, a disservice to our many lawyers. Well, eventually, that information that you just shared would, would come out. It would emerge from our dialogue. But it seems to me that I'm you're, trying to be somewhat professional here. Well, oh, so you're, you're saying? Understand? You're saying that without a proper introduction, maybe 30, 40 seconds at the front end of the podcast, that we do the same way every time. Without doing that, one could say we're not professional. Yeah, we would. We would be uh, just walking in the dark. That is that is me holding a lantern up as a, uh, a precursor to the entire conversation. Kind of a precursor to the Aladdin uh, yeah, summer that's coming. Yeah. It's out. It's now. It's out? Yeah. My, uh, that's something you would take your kids to. He saw it while we were in Napa. Nice. With uh, his aunt and uncle. Nice. Nice. Anyway, Jeff, here we are. And it has been a very long time. We're, we're sort of... Uh, you know, leaving the the listeners for more by just waiting these these many many weeks or months, whatever it is, to get behind the microphone and talk talk shop, talk creative shop, and there's a lot to talk about in my opinion, as there always is. Mm-hmm. The question is, where are we going to focus today? And that's that's going to be huge. We're going to have to because <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. I'm typically an unfocused child. That's again wandering the woods aimlessly in the dark. So. Well, let's, wanna, let's, let's break start? it down. Let's break, let's it, break down. it down. Let's, let's talk about topics. Topics for topics. discussion. Topics. You've got some of your own, I'm sure. Trip to Napa. That's not a topic that people want to listen Travel. to. Travel. Well, that's what I mean. Are we talking about our own experiences over the last four weeks since we've sure. last podcasted? You did a voiceover yesterday? I, I did. I was in the studio. You were in the studio. Mm-hmm. Downtown Chicago? <clears throat> downtown Chicago. Was the producer a uh, a, a good producer, a valid uh, uh, professional? This this was done all virtually. Oh, that's good. So that makes it easy. The audio, uh, the, the the engineer at ARU, which is studio on Michigan Avenue. Wonderful people, great place. You've been great here experience. before. Been there before. Um, the engineer in the room was connected with the client and another sound engineer located i want to say in san somewhere in texas what you have now adorned some ray-ban sunglasses some aviators yes why why is this important to you because you're wearing glasses so i thought i'd put some on with my own okay if well, I wore your reading glasses, they would strain my eyes. Well, mine are necessary because they are reading glasses. I, I know. Those are superfluous. Uh, in fact, they're stupid because it's dark in this room. Yeah. 
So now I can barely make it. All right. Work. So topic number one. Okay. The the uh, my voiceover yesterday. Um, something else that might be coming up um, that we can talk about. So I'm on uh, Twitter often. Yeah. And uh, there's I may have talked about this before. There's a hashtag writing community. And it's a it's writers literally around the world. You know, Australia, UK, Ireland, all over the U.S., Canada. Okay, uh, we get it. Around the world, around yeah. The English-speaking <laughs> around the world. Yeah. And uh, they're all aspiring writers. And it's it's interesting to see all the different little habits and um, how peculiar their you know, tendencies are. Everybody comes at it in their own individual yeah, way. Yeah, and it's it's. I think a lot of people treat it like therapy. You know, looking for support and solidarity. And I think that's a good thing. It's a positive thing about social media. Well, one and of only a few that I could think of, versus its uh, counterpart of negatives that I could. Uh, among know, among pages the on. creative community. Yeah. You know, you're talking about. Um, this exchange of ideas, people approaching it with their own sense of perspective. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they're <coughs> bringing this to the forefront and hoping that others can respond and they can respond to others is just inherent in the insecurity of, of creative people in general insecure about their... Do I have to be so supportive of everybody about everything they do? Can I be a little bit judgmental? Are you, why why, why aren't you? I am, but I feel like I'm... Does it come I'm back going to... to I, I, no, 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 I haven't been overtly on the, okay, I on the channel, but yeah. you know, behind the, the keyboard or the smartphone, I'm sitting there like, will you calm down and just write a page and stop telling me about all your problems about Instead, how you have what do you, uh, writer's block? So oh, I ignore it. You ignore it. You don't respond at all. Typically, no. Typically, no. Unless it's something funny or humorous, then I'll engage. These, so these what you'd like to share, you, you, you feel a little... I feel like I would be... Uh, the, 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 the Twitter mob yeah, would be Yeah, sure, me. of course. And it would be just as bad as, as something you know politically charged. Well, what you're saying is how I feel every day <laughs> looking at Facebook. Facebook is a, a pit of awfulness. It, it's just... Are we watching Facebook's slow demise? No. no, I think it's going in the other direction. Really? See, I see, I see the younger generations not using okay, it. Okay, good. Yeah, I, well, I see more Instagram. How, how, how long is it going to take? Yeah, no, I agree with you. But how long is it going to take oh, to be extinct? Not decades. <laughs> decades. It would have to take generations, dress, maybe. Generational change. I think so. That's the I worst. think so. I'm sure that's what people want to listen okay, to. Okay, so we talked commentary. about social media. <clears throat> we talked about the voice. We need to up the energy a little bit. What's going on right now with us? We haven't been behind the mic. We're not, we're not loose. Let's get loose, baby. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts! Come on, Jeff. Did you have a bowl before this? <laughs> of cereal? The uh, the baseball from last night. Oh, the baseball. Let's talk about that. So the baseball from last night. You you arrived today. You said we need to take a look at this. The Albert Elmore of the Chicago Cubs. 
foul ball hits four year old girl. Yeah. In his immediate reaction, he you know kind of yells, "Oh my God! Oh my God!" You hear that? Yeah, yeah, you hear it, and he in the broadcast, and he immediately goes down to his knee, and he's visibly upset. Poor, poor little kid. But what well, why, why, why are you so? Um, why do you feel this so much? Me? Th- this particular incident from I last don't know. night. I don't know. You know what it was? It was I think, your an father? amalgamation of, well, that's part of it, but it's an amalgamation of, of things that happened that day, the way, or that happened afterwards in the aftermath. Uh, Jason Hayward goes up to console him right mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Joe Madden goes up, and reportedly he was saying, this is not your fault. You, you don't feel guilty. It's mm-hmm. not your fault. This mm-hmm. is not something that you can. Yeah, it's not like you tried to hit fatherly the child. advice yeah. from the manager. And then Albert Almora, as you're kind of just unfolding the story at, in the post game, says that as soon as I turned my body to see where the ball went, I the first person I saw was the girl before yeah. getting hit, and then she gets hit, and oh. he just it feels awful about yeah. it. And then the catcher, the way the catcher just completely turns his body and avoids looking, and then all the players looking over right, in so, disbelief, so. and then. When he after he strikes out, he starts kind of crying again, and he he's like, "Screw this! I want to end this at bat as soon as possible." The uh, he hugs the security guard in between innings because he's asking just her, bawling. Yeah, what, what did happened? you see? Oh my God, was it as bad as I saw? From yeah, and I'm sure the security guard said something that was actually positive, like she'll be okay. She's just going as a precaution, and he's just he's probably just so happy that the kid's okay. Mm. So you're relieved. taking a step back and you're applauding the humanity, the of, humanity it of it all. Baseball bringed, br- bringed, brought out a, uh, a a hell of a amount of humanity in so many different people. And the uh, the character, I was really proud of the character of the, of the players. Um, and and uh, I don't know. Are you proud to be a baseball fan? Or of is course. It- or is it an ice? It could have happened in any sport. It could have happened in any sport, but it's the only sport in which it really happens where the players, I've seen players react before on the minor league level and the major league level where they see that they hit somebody and play is stopped and they want to make sure okay. everything's okay. So, so would you expect them to react last night in any other way? Well, I've also seen it where you have people just, they're like, all right, play, resume. Play resumes. It's almost like you have to take uh, the batter's lead, and since the batter took that one to heart, you were, you felt really bad for him. There was a, uh, a a strong amount of sympathy for him because he was obviously just swinging at a pitch and he followed it off. And, and he was and he somebody. was really revealing himself. Yeah, and as, in the post game, he's being. like, "I've got two kids. I'm a father of two kids. I've got two boys." Whew. So if you're not a baseball fan, <clears> here's. Right. Yeah. Some perspective. Al- Albert Almora is not a star player on the Chicago Cubs, but a a, a, he's a piece. He is an important piece. Yeah, he's a Very player. young. I think he's uh, he's from Miami. Uh, he's been with the team for years, or you know, four or five years. And uh, I I think I'm with you. I there are many times when I feel I'm a passionate baseball fan so there are many times when I feel proud to be affiliated with the you know with the sport as a fan right and that's a good feeling you know so baseball gets a lot of uh, 
I don't know. It takes a lot of hits because it's slow, because sometimes, you know, it's antiquated. Yeah. It's not, you know, action packed like football. Um, but I always feel uh, proud to be a baseball fan because it, it, it isn't that kind of, you know, stuff, the, the you know, action packed, hitting, a lot of testosterone, boom, boom, boom. So I feel, I'm with you. I feel good. And, and these, if you're a, baseball fan and you're connected the way a baseball fan is on a day-to-day basis you see a lot of these situations where the humanity comes out so yeah that's cool i think it's beautiful yeah and that you know let's pivot back to what people may listen to this for is uh, creative endeavors when you think about a art gallery or a song or a uh, a venue, uh, yeah, maybe a venue like a concert or, pl- or a platform for yeah, a platform creativity. for art, yeah, where people uh, a book that you read. There's uh, a lot of our humanity. There's the garbage truck. It's Wednesday. It's oh, it's Thursday. Actually, but it's Thursday, but yeah. it's a it's a uh, right. holiday week. Holiday yeah. week. Um, the act of engaging in those types of pieces of creative. That feels really good to be a part of those things because it's all positive. That the the career endeavor is um, is a is the output is you know ninety nine percent positive. It's about you know uh, getting in touch with the human condition. It's about uh, expressing your feelings. It's about maybe fighting for a cause. It's maybe a therapeutic exercise. It's adding perspective to something. It's giving people a window into your soul into your mind into what maybe you've seen in the world and it, it it's a act of of um visually or audibly displaying humanity in a way uh or or the human condition and and your 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 take on humanity and your take on it mm-hmm. what your 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 personality as a lens to the world that's mm-hmm. unique and which into under itself versus anybody else that you feel uh you know when you have a project mm-hmm. and it could be anything mm-hmm. any any creative project where you know you have to inject uh, a lot of your personality into it at the beginning of it you're you're stuffed with energy and at the end you feel exhausted like you've just you've just released everything that you've tried to release mm-hmm. in this project and then when you end Somehow, it's it's actually kind of miraculous. You get filled up again in some way to do something else. Uh, and it's a self-energizing activity. The more you do, the more energized you're by it. That's my personal experience. The more I get involved with writing, the more I do it. I, I and, and if I become, if I have episodes of sluggishness it just turns into a ground it just turns into a halt and i hate that okay so what percentage of projects that you're working on are you anxious to get to the finish line because you're ready to move on to something else you're excited about or are you winding down on a particular project what percentage of the time are you at the height of your commitment because you're reaching the finish line and you can't wait to get there to finish the 
the story. It's the latter. So I've got, I'm working on a manuscript, a novel manuscript, and I am in the final stages of the editing and the rewrite. I cannot wait to get it to the finish line because I want to see it complete, Ah. not because I want to move on to another project. In fact, I think that's how I normally am with big projects. I like to, I like to see the final product. The the the, the fruit of okay, fruit so, of your labors. So I have a I have a question then. If I can relate, I have an answer. This to my vehicle, which is a, a, most cases a short form short form video. Yes. So I can get to the finish line, and now it's time to look at it in total, and I go back to that very first frame I hit play and I watch the 10 minute 16 minute final presentation 4 minute final presentation how do you do that with a man you know you 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 you've, you've reached the finish line you don't go back and read the entire manuscript from the first word no, I do you do yeah yeah you have but that's also but eventually but, your eye becomes so conditioned to that that's why you need proofreaders and editors so important because you know this you watch a video over and over again you're not going to notice maybe a small thing that other people have noticed because no. your brain just frankly accepts it and glosses over it and maybe you're looking for different things because you accept that as that's a good shot or that's a, a good segment of the video how many times I, I mean when you have a video that's final because you know it's final and you send it out, how many times after the fact do you watch it? Just to see if it stood the test of time or just, just as it. a reminder or to grade myself? Any uh, any of the above. Um, what is your question? Do you, do you re-watch it? Sometimes. I mean, and do you notice things that you would change? I would say, and I'm not, I, I would say that in most cases, I'm looking at a finished product. I'm fine with it the way it is. I wouldn't go back in and change anything. Sure, there are exceptions. Sure. But I, I pride, you know, if I'm sitting here talking with myself about my art, I feel very confident that. There's no reason to push back from the canvas, take mm-hmm. a look, and then go back in with a paintbrush and change something else. I, I just so in, I in most cases I it's the finished product and I'm fine with it. Interesting. I I've read some of the old stuff that I've re- and I hate it. I and maybe that's part of my learning process, like trying to get better and and finding a more dis- early stuff though. Yeah. Well, you know the this, the thing that I I wrote last uh, year and and put up on Amazon. And hate it. I don't know if I hate it. I, I there. You know what it is? It's it's style stuff. It's all about style. It's not so much the material. I love the story. I love the characters. I just hate how I presented it. I felt like I I could maybe do it better. Tell that story a little better. A little better in some way, or or or. Uh, 
have it more defined within my style. Because you're you're growing as an artist, and what I you think, know now, I you think. didn't necessarily wrap your head around. No, back then. Because I've read books since then, meaning I've picked up on things that I've liked. And but what is my style? What's my voice? And my wife says that what I'm writing now sounds more like me than anything she's ever wow, read. That's so that's a good thing. So, so when you think of the video, uh, that's why I ask about when you watch old things, what have you seen about your style? You've seen your style, maybe, well, maybe not your style, but certain things that you change over time. Or maybe do you, <laughs> here's, a, here's a funny thing, ways that you maybe edited or shot something was in vogue for you at that moment. You have like a string of videos that has absolutely you know, has the, the, the hero yeah. shot a lot. Or, uh -huh. or you're doing a lot of... Um, it's my blue period. Or, or you're doing quick cutting or something. So you, you go through kind of phases. Absolutely. So we all go through phases, right? I think we do. Um, and a Isn't lot of... part of the evolution? Yes. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of the... getting better, not worse. Well, the phases we, we go through can sometimes be the result of how we're influenced by what we see at the time. And that's okay. You know, I think that's fine. Um, so whatever I'm doing now in terms of, uh, you know, those little nuances that help me tell the story, uh, yeah, I've grown from what I used to employ, but maybe it's a case of just being influenced by things that are out there now and you know that stuff rubs off i think that's okay it does rub off we yeah, can't all right. be so original that we're the trendsetter you know no see here you want to get you want to get existential the way that generations take things in all the different areas and industries in the world and occupations and vocations and passions etc it's all sort of borrowed and then enhanced and then borrowed and then enhanced through the generations. There's nothing that is so truly original that no one has ever concocted something in some variety of it that could be considered a similar, you know, project. Yeah. But the ones that are considered so original, Picasso, nobody ever did that. He saw the world in such a different way. Those are the, the groundbreaking people that, you know, set off artistic waves. Yeah. Impressionism, the, the, modernism. The, the, the ripple in the pond. Right, right. That, yeah. that, that sort of uh, starts a new culture, subculture within a culture of, it's, of some vocation. It, it's reinventing. Yeah, it's reinventing. Yeah. Uh, I, God, watched, I wish I could do that. I watched a, uh, a documentary last night on the... Murder of Gianni Versace. Yeah, how was it? So I lived in Miami at the time, but mm. I don't really remember it. And Versace, you know, so I turned to my, my wife and I, I said, um, hey, when I say my wife, I turned to... You don't like saying that? My wife. Sounds like you own her. Yeah. <laughs> my. Very possessive. Very possessive. But I turned to her. I said, okay, in the... Does she just say the husband when she refers to you? No, she doesn't. She <laughs> never. She never. She never does that. Sorry. The uh, the lover. Well. Um, what was I saying? Versace. Oh, so we were saying, okay, so Versace was this influential designer... And who else would you put in that category? 
you know, um, and, and, and I kind of knew, you know, I mean, in the old days, it might have been somebody that I, Yves Saint Laurent. Does, does that name resonate with you at all? Armani. Armani's been around a long time. Sure. Yeah, he's like 88. Uh, who else? Um, um, I don't know. So my so Hermes. I know what Hermes is. Brioni. Never heard of the Brioni. Really? I got great ties. I went into ties. incidentally. I want to get your spin on. Do you this. like fashion? Well, that's a very top of mind issue in yeah. this house, right? Really? Now. Oh well, I. I kind of asked that knowing you were going there, so that, that makes me sound like a good journalist, which I'm not. You were just, you led me there. So, what's up? I'm not sure why. I, I, I led you there for a whole different reason. I would, um, fashion as a creative art form is very much a thing. Fashion is not. My sister in law is going to, if she listens, is going to hate this conversation. She may feel about fashion just as I do. So you don't know. Here's what I'm going to say. Okay, and then I'll tell you what she does. Here's what I'm going to say. I, it's not that I don't respect fashion or it's not that I don't respect the need for someone to be fashionable, but for me, it's just not important. It's a costume (laughs) and it's BS. It's just BS. Yeah, she's not going to like this conversation. Um, I think. Okay, so she runs. She runs a uh, a boutique uh, retail store in That's, Chicago. Okay, I got and you. she's very in in touch and um, in touch with and and with fashion the the industry of fashion she's connected she's and she connected. that's she her goes, world she goes to Patty I think she's she might be there now or she's leaving soon uh, every year uh, you know to to check out designers and like fashion week and passion and purchase clothes and all for all her store for her store sure. right and I, I may be botching some of the details here but uh overall it's it's very safe to say that she is a fashion aficionado okay so and professional and and so and maybe no more so than my sister-in-law who has worked at Saks fifth avenue very successful uh, in a very affluent community, and this has been her world. So she can look you up and down and say, "Ah, that you, no, that doesn't right. work with that." The eye, they She's have the, the eye. Yeah, right. Um, and I get the stink eye. Well, all the time when it comes to fashion. I, but go ahead. Well, I, I don't want to. Here's the thing. What are you going to say? Being around my sister-in-law yeah. has changed the perspective somewhat. So I need to be kind because I love her dearly, and she's a wonderful person. Okay. However, with fashion, I don't know what the big to do is. I, I, my brain doesn't go there when a runway model comes out with yeah. you know wings and 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 you know random. I don't even know. I, I I don't have the I don't have the imagination. I only see what I see, and I try to report back, and I don't see enough to be able to describe a lot of it. But you know these asinine uh, costumes. Uh, costumes. <laughs> they are. They're just adult uh, Halloween costumes. But I don't I don't know what the whole thing is. Is it is it is it is it the Picasso 
where it's just a different perspective on on the things that we wear that you know maybe you're telling a story or you're uh you're accentuating a certain feeling or expressing yourself or, through fashion so or, i don't want to dis i don't want to disregard it as an art form however as a guy who just i like i i, I want to look good but you, you want to be comfortable as sebastian maniscalco said to jerry seinfeld on comedians in cars getting coffee when you go see the world the world sees you i want to look decent for the world i don't want them to disparage you yeah yeah i don't want to be judged because i don't think that's the type of person i am so i'm all about looking good and being current with your fashion i just don't go overboard usually usually i am 100 percent either utilitarian or practical i don't have accessories or anything you're not looking for you look at me the the neon sign's not going off look at me very rarely look at me very rarely maybe if i'm you know, you're at an event, and you gotta, you know, you want your sharp suit on and a nice tie, and uh, you want to look good for, you know, your wife or your family and something wow. like that. Yeah. But not, but I'm not going to ever take chances with fashion, so to speak. What would be a chance taken for you? Wearing a bow tie <laughs> with a suit, not like a tux. I've done yeah. that before. That's right. A, but that's a standard look. That that's expected. Or like a vest that doesn't fit. That's not comfortable for me. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm about I'm about looking good, being comfortable, and being practical. And and for some th- of this sh- shit looks so uncomfortable. Like they're dragging around uh, trains and they're and they can barely move their arms and it looks like their shoulders are as, like they're going to play football. I I don't get it. Huge disconnect. For I just don't yeah. get it. I I don't sit there and say ooh. Because that's not where that's just not how my brain's. Been Why wired. do you think they're saying "ooh" in the audience? For the same reason that art lovers can say be, "ooh" be, in an art gallery, they just they it's a proclivity toward that medium that lets their eye look at it in a different way and feel something differently. That's the whole point of art, anyway. They're they're applauding the designer for taking a risk and and demanding their attention. Yeah, successfully having a composite that looks interesting. Right. It, Instead of ridiculous, because it can go both ways pretty easily. And but are, that's the beauty of risk taking in art. Are the are the models on the runway just the a, a vehicle for the designer? Do they have any they're just vehicles? Just right? vehicles. Oh, they're treated like garbage. I'm hurt. I understand. Hair. Yeah, except the top ones. The top ones are obviously paid really well. Yeah, that's true of any profession. The top ones who have nice tops. Ah, yeah. Um, so so fashion, I I just can't get there, and hopefully my brother-in-law Sam is listening because I and I hope he's he's yeah. laughing, because he would uh, he would probably chime in in an honest manner as long as he knew Tina and Nick weren't listening. <laughs> so I am under a lot of pressure to pay a little more attention to my appearance. <laughs> I don't blame the person. That's <laughs> the <laughs> and the, the but the. The challenge I have is I just I don't care. I don't care. And, and when I say my parents, I'm talking about, um, you know, wearing a nice sport jacket. Where do you shop to? Um, I don't. <laughs> you, all right. Where was the last place you shop? I don't really shop. I know that. Does, your, does Nancy just get you stuff? Yeah, I got a birthday coming up. So when's your birthday? coming up is it like tomorrow no okay so uh 
our son is very fashion conscious and uh, you know he this is what he enjoys not over the top but he no, knows no, no, but his he fashion. wants to look good he wants to look good he's you know he's just real into that and so he will look at me and you know he's always trying to fix me and again i you know i don't think i'm walking around looking like a you know total slob but I'm a jeans and t-shirt guy. I just I'm into comfort. I know I know what you mean. I, and I just don't I don't care otherwise. You have to find. I think you just have to find your optimized style. Yeah. What they don't your like personality. They don't like my style. They my optimized what yeah, I but, think is my yeah, optimized could, style. Yeah, but you can wear a good pair of jeans and a good yeah. t-shirt or a good long sleeve I, I could. or a good Henley or something, and you could look pretty damn good. Put the effort in is, is what. So it's all about. why don't you go to? Not that I'm plugging this, but I love it. Nordstrom Rack. Yeah, I go to Nordstrom Rack. Nordstrom Rack. They have great. great jeans. You can get great all, Levi's. Yeah, all that so, shit. So, Joe's. Get Joe's jeans. That's the best. Or Joe's. You know what? I have given up jeans in my life. I, I just don't wear them anymore. I just wear chinos. And, yeah, and I like slides. I like jean chinos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, but, you know, I like a... a, a God, people listening out there, all <laughs> 20 billion. I uh, like I like a very slim, Yeah. you know, um, well, that's good. sort of thing. Uh you ever been to Uniqlo? Sounds like a uh, sexual bar. No, it's a place. It's where, um, not Barnes and Noble. Borders used to be on Michigan Avenue. Yeah, it's called Uniqlo. A huge place. What is it? It's kind of like a. I, women will understand what I'm saying. I don't know how many women are listening. Seven. It's the male equivalent to Forever Twenty One. I think. Oh. It's I called Uniqlo. U N I Q L O. I I hate that word or name. Okay. I find it uh, unappealing, you, and I don't want to go there because you, I don't want to say, "Hey, I went to Uniqlo to buy these yeah, jeans." Yeah, I just, I just how does my ass look? Put it together, unit like unit clothing, Uniqlo. Yeah, I don't like it. Q L O. Anyway, I don't know. So, I went in there. And you know, they've got a lot of generic stuff, and you can get your chinos, and you can have them perfectly altered to mm. fit your rear. Yes. Um, all right, we're hitting on a lot of topics today. <laughs> you kind of just glossed over Uniqlo. No, I did. So... That's an issue right now. Is is my my the the way I dress, and I've got a wedding that I'm going to be shopping for. Very important wedding. Yes. And so. Are you going to wear a tux? I, you know, I'm feeling a little pressure. I don't. I don't want to wear a tux. Well, where is the wedding? It's, it's here, right? It's, yeah, it's it's local. It's in, it's in the city. It, is it October? It's uh, Labor Day. Labor Day. Labor Day. So you can't wear white pants. Damn. No. No, can I, you no, on Labor Day? No, no, it's I'll, the I'll, last day you can wear My sister-in-law would say absolutely not. <laughs> um, Why don't you ask her to help you out? I'm not worried about getting help. You're missing my point. Is she a buyer at Saks or something? She is. Okay. Yeah. I'm not worried about getting help. I've got all the help I need. What's the problem? The problem is, you know, okay, dress me, fine. Um, all right, what's, Na- what's Nancy wearing? They're, no, they're saying you need to kind of get this going and take a little more interest instead of relying on us to mm. to, to to dress you. So uh, teach a man to fish. Yeah, 
Right. I guess. <laughs> well, are you uh, noodling some ideas? Maybe we should put a poll out on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Dress me. <laughs> what would you like Have to see? Have a little see? Jeff doll. Jeff wear. Um, and if you pick the selection, you get an invite to his daughter's wedding. Now I, you know, I think the bottom line is I am just, I'm just a cynic. I am. It doesn't matter what the area of, that's just who I am. I am so cynical and mad, angry (laughs) to a certain extent. Tell me about uh, the the lot, beyond the lot, (laughs) beyond the the back lot. Well, we got to... What are you going to be doing next? Yeah, well, we, we this did, is a great concept. We did Karate Kid at the beginning of the month, and we're just uh, we're kind of figuring out our next steps because we've had a couple of opportunities touch our door that we want to evaluate a bit. Yeah. I I put out on Instagram that we were doing Top Gun next, and that might not be true. Uh, so things are kind of in the air. We're, it, things are moving. It just we're we're picking which path to go for the next episode. So um, we're feeling good about that, or probably the Sandlot too. Okay, so Top Gun. Would you be in the air? Is that where? Yeah, we that would have been far. Not me. We probably would have thrown the host in like a fighter jet oh, with a gosh. with a pilot and, and the, the, have like a GoPro in there and the, have some the, fun with the it. The Navy. The 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 what's the the. the You talk for a Navy, little. Navy, the Navy, the what's the squadron? The the Blue Navy, the old the Navy. Blue Angels. The Blue, <laughs> the old Navy. <laughs> old Navy would be going back to fashion. Right. No, he, uh, the Blue Angels. Been, that would have been the plan. But right now, we wanted the USS Enterprise, which is where they uh, did the um, in San Diego. Film. That's in San Diego. It, not anymore. It got decommissioned. It's currently in Virginia, oh. but they're deconstructing it for parts. Uh. And we thought hurry. we'd try to get there before, but it it sounds like it's not going to happen. So that might we might have to bypass Top Gun because we we kind of felt if we weren't getting on the USS Enterprise, okay, maybe we because anyone could just jump yeah, in a jet, yeah, you know. Hard, right, it's not like right. we can get an F fourteen because they have all been uh, taken out of uh, circulation. It's all about the authenticity. You, Absolutely, you, right. That's right. why the so show is what it is. Right. We don't want to just jump into Dump. random things that you. Yeah, anybody could do that. Right. Exactly. So that's Sandlot. that. So Sandlot, but back to our baseball conversation. Pool scene. We will reenact that. I will be the lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, it's in Salt Lake City, in Utah. All of it shot in Utah. That's where it was shot. Yeah, Utah. So we hope to go there. Hope to go there, and then hopefully a big, a big announcement. How uh, in the in the coming months. A big announcement. Day. Terrific. So we're hoping. We're so hoping. Excited. Crossing our fingers. So you're you're uh, experiencing some great things with this uh, this this beyond this the back program. Lot. Give us the address, please, so we can see it. Oh, thank you for the uh, yeah. The no, plug go ahead. Seriously. Uh, well, it's on YouTube. YouTube.com backslash or forward slash uh, beyond the back lot. And uh, also, we're on Instagram and Facebook, so check us out. It's a wonderful little program. If you like 70s, 80s, and 90s movies, we're just getting started, so hop yeah. on board the train while it's early. The, and the host is terrific. Yeah, he's a What is his name? Curtis Templeton. And what is his background? His background, well, he's been in production he has. pretty much his entire he's life. An, he's, he's been an on-air talent. Well, he's done, like, live event MC. He's terrific. Things, yeah, so he's, he's very uh, comfortable in front of the camera. Great... Uh, Great interactions with the people that we do have on, and also 
his laugh has been mm-hmm. is is infectious. Mm-hmm. So everyone loves Curtis's laugh, and it is. I have to say, I'm I'm very jealous of his laugh. I've got some like high pitch. <laughs> he's got a great laugh. Yeah, yeah. No, he's good. Um, you know, what we learned from this just to tie it back into everything that we talked about. We did. We just went and did something, and that's what's most important. Just go out and do, baby. You're saying that uh, creative endeavors. You got to take risk. Yeah, you got to take, gotta take chances, and uh, you can fail. It's okay to fail. It's always I guarantee okay to fail. you. Whatever, what may be a financial failure, is a huge learning experience that will pay dividends later. So, mm. so don't feel bad about that. Never feel bad. You really effed up. What about you? What's on bad. the docket for you, sir? Well. Um, I just, I you just emerged from the studio yesterday, and yeah. we talked about that. So we're going to hear your voice, voice on, on uh, spots. Are they radio spots or TV? These spots? are radio spots. That's great. These are radio spots. Um, and the, you know the. Can the, you share who it's with? Or no? no, it's kind of premature. Okay, then I'll never ask again. But uh, no, but it's 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 exciting to 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 get in for me it's exciting to be in the studio and to do what i do and it makes you appreciate what you do yeah because you really have to you know enjoy it all the time and there's uh, it's just it's fun it's you know being a voice voice talent when you go on fun. vacation do you ever bring sure. a mobile studio with I, you, I, you yeah. know i trained out to california in april and did you do any spots while, or I, I, do any? I did some auditions, and you gotcha. had to bring stuff, and you what do you do bring? a makeshift. Uh, you know, I bring my my go-to microphone, and I've got an XLR, and I'm going into a laptop with yep. software. And, you know, the X factor is I can't bring my soundproof studio sure. with me. So... Um, you know, we try and find the right walk-in closet where we might be on and location. You surround it with clothing yeah. or, or blankets sure. or whatever. That's, that's how you do it. Yeah. Or you know, you make a little pillow fort on your bed. Sure, sure. You do what you got to do, and, and it's fine. Is there anything in like at a guitar center or an audio visual place that you could yeah, buy? Sure. There is a collapsible, collapsible thing. Uh, a little cube. Yeah. And you you kind of set up in there, and it it straps around the the microphone stand, and that's what you speak into to deaden the sound and get everything right acoustically. So yeah, right. that's that's what we have to do. Worst case scenario, you know, I've got a big job, um, a big assignment. I'm on location. I find a studio close by, and the community, the voiceover community, is so um, tight and so supportive that I could reach out online in a variety of ways and find the right solution to my problem. So you guys aren't judgy jerks like I am? No, just you, dude. I think it's just you. I yeah, do. I have I th- problems. I think it's just you. I, I should. Um, I love the writing community. They've been wonderful. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's great. I I wanted to ask that question and how you did that. A little pillow for it. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got a little blanket. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's time to wrap. You think? Yes. When are we going to do this again? Hopefully soon. I this was so the Jeff and Dave podcast for all you creative folks out there, whether it's your career, side hustle, passion project, weekend retreat, exercise, or the one activity at night that keeps you sane in this crazy thing we call life. We're here to chat about it. 
follow and like us on Facebook and Twitter. We are hosted on SoundCloud. That's soundcloud.com forward slash Jeff Dave podcast or get the SoundCloud app. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Type in Jeff Ampersand Dave podcast to find it. Subscribe. Thank you, everybody. And tell your friends. Jeff? We'd like to get some nice reviews. Amen. Right? See you. See you next time.